Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's Michelle, I'm Randy, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and the voice of the Cardinals, Danny Mack, joins us from Jupiter. Good morning, sir. I guess you're, you've got things buzzing down there. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, it <laughs> happened late last night, and, uh, you know, I'm excited. I, uh, I'm i very excited about this. Maybe it's the fan and me coming out, and that's okay. We all are fans at heart, I think. And so uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited about what opening day may look like. I'm excited to see how they use him. Um, and, and it's interesting that Arenado says, you know, that's my favorite player. And I, I tweeted this last night and i've heard this many many times there's a generation of young fans that are now you know getting into their 20s and 30s that this is their guy you know this is their stan the man they're lou brock they're they're bob gibson and uh and now he's coming home so it's pretty cool I, i really think it's pretty neat Dan, what do you think that Albert will bring from a leadership standpoint to the Cardinals? This is a team that's obviously not devoid of leadership in any way, but when you think about the expertise that he has and the way that he can be a mentor to young players, I imagine that's something the Cardinals thought about when making this move. Absolutely, Michelle. Um, You know, I I talked to some of the people with the Dodgers when he was uh, in L.A., and they talked about how great he had been with some of the young players they they just said you know he's embraced this role of, of being a a role player a limited player uh, essentially basically a pinch hitter occasional dh but primarily facing left-handed pitching and the other time you know he's he's in there talking hitting with guys he's he's talking with the uh, the younger players and just you know basically being a mentor so i i think you get that when you sign him and i'm sure that was part of the conversation that they had with him is, look, you're not an everyday player. It's going to be a part-time role, but we think there's a fit, clearly, between the white lines, but we want you to be a mentor to those that are young coming up. And uh, I don't know if you're going to find a better hitter, <laughs> at least in my time watching from the right side. I've, I've never seen a better right-handed hitter. He's, he's the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen. He's the best hitter, in my opinion, of his generation. And, uh you know, that's it's quite a, res- a resource to have at uh, your disposal. Dan, you know the Cardinals very well. Would you imagine that when they started talking about this and then when they reached their conclusion, that they were thinking more about what you just talked about, his ability to help younger players, or were they talking about and hoping for what he can do on the field? I'd say it's both, Randy. I mean, I don't think you sign him unless you truly felt that there's something left in the tank. Um, and... and Again, it's it's going to be limited because, in my opinion, you know the only time you're going to see him is is late in games when, and if a lefty is on the mound. And I'll say this too, and I don't know if many people have thought about it. If if the three batter minimum had been taken out of the game, I'm not sure I bring Albert in um, because if he's coming up and I'm the opposing manager. I'm bringing a right hander in, mm-hmm. but if I know I'm, I'm going to get that matchup with a lefty. 
you know, he, he's still, as of last year, valuable in that role. Um, and then the other part of your question was about, you know, him being a mentor. And I, I think that's definitely part of the equation. I, I definitely think there's nostalgia with it. And with that comes excitement. I mean, certainly you bring him in for that. But I don't think they bring him in unless they felt that he could help the team between the white lines. And I hope it works out. Um, I think it will. And uh, it's going to be a, a fun ride, man. It's going to make it a lot of fun. Dan, what does it mean for you personally to have Albert coming back? You've called all of the big moments in his Cardinals career. I'm sure you've thought about what it's going to be like at the home opener. But what will that mean for you from a, a standpoint in your career to be able to say, I, I've watched all of the great moments and now I'm going to get to call this next chapter of his Cardinals career? I'm excited. I, I Again, I, I try not to get, you know, too uh, upset, happy, whatever. I try to stay very even keel. But when this happened, I'll admit it, I was excited. <laughs> I, th- I think it's great. Um, I think opening day is going to be cool. I- I've been thinking about what the second half of the season may look like if you had a winning team. And let's say these three guys, and I'm going to, you know, throw Wainwright in there and Molina and Albert are – healthy and contributing what those games are going to be like the interest in those games the crowds that we may have to say you know there's there's kids that weren't born that you know are 10 or 11 now and their parents are saying hey i'm going to take you to the ballpark because you you got to see these guys one more time you got to see 50 you got to see four you got to see number five um and go down to the ballpark and see them because you may never see those kind of guys ever again that's pretty cool. And uh, to be in a town where baseball is, is uh, you know, it, it means something. Um, and to have this guy come back, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's pretty neat. Dan, one of the cool things about it, I mentioned it to Michelle earlier, and I'm sure that as, you, as you've talked with Albert over the last decade, it, the same thing has been part of the conversation. He's always said to me that L.A. is where I work, but St. Louis is home. So he really is coming home. It, it, no question about it. And, um, you know, he, he still is doing a lot of things in St. Louis on a charitable level. Um, and he's he's come back and made himself visible with his family back home. Um, I know a lot of guys that are not in baseball but are friends with Albert. And they say, oh, yeah, I was with Albert. We we're playing golf the other day. I was like, really? He's in town? <laughs> yeah, he's in town. You know, he, he's always doing something in St. Louis. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Randy. This is this is home, so it is like a welcome back home. And again, you know, he's an aging guy, clearly. Um, and I, I just hope it works out. I think it will. He, he's too good of a hitter for it not to work out, and they'll put him in situations to have success. So I think it's going to be great. And can you imagine, guys, like, first of all, opening day, it, it's going to be ridiculous, right, when he gets that <laughs> ovation. I mean, place is going to go bananas. But even late in games, it, it, it's going to have, to an extent, potentially kind of like the McGuire effect, where the Cardinals could be down like 8-1, to one, but you know McGuire was going to hit, so you stuck around or you're watching on TV. Can you imagine when he pops out of the dugout in a close game and, and he's the guy that's going to hit and he goes on deck? The place is going to go nuts, and the interest level is going to be there. And he's going to fail, and he's going to have success, but still, it's about – having him back home and wearing that number five. It's going to be really cool. I can't wait to see it. And, Dan, we haven't even talked about the chase for 700. Everything that you just said, and then you add in the uh, the inching towards a historical milestone in baseball, I think that's going to add to the intrigue to this Albert conversation as well. For sure. What is he, 21 away, I believe? Yeah. So, 
you know, it's going to be tough, I think, in his role to potentially get there if he's not an everyday player. But um, without question, I mean, that's something that is in, you know, the, the storyline of him coming back home is the fact that the guy is set, you know, close to 700 home runs. It's incredible to think about that. Dan, while we do get to welcome Albert back home, we didn't get to welcome Max Scherzer back home. How about him yesterday? 90 pitches. He goes six innings. And this is we've had two weeks of spring training. This would normally be the opening weekend of spring training or at yeah, least spring training games. He's an animal. He's crazy. It's just, you know, he is, and he's 37. And to think that his first game, he went five. In the first game of spring training, (laughs) he goes five. And then yesterday, he goes six. And uh, Buck Showalter basically said, okay, guys, I got, you know, telling them, I got two pitchers today. And normally you have, like, a litany of guys on a list that they can go through, right? He's like, yeah, I got De- I got DeGrom and Scherzer, and uh, that should cover it. And uh, we'll see you guys afterwards. You know, it's one of those things. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a, a pleasure to watch certain guys do what they do. And DeGrom, too. I mean, DeGrom mm-hmm. was hitting 98 to 100 in the first inning. And um, it's fun to see, man. Those kind of guys are – you know, you think about the Mets, if they get 30 starts out of both those guys at 60 games, you're going to win the majority of those. Right. And, and that's a 30-year season. So, it, it, it you know, the, the money that they paid, those two guys could certainly pay off with uh, the results that they may get from DeGrom and Scherzer. And Max did mention last year at the end of the season with the Dodgers, and they're analytically inclined, but they held him back and they, they – held the number of pitches down for him. He said, I don't want that. Buck Showalter is the perfect manager for Max, Max Scherzer. Yeah, well, he, he you know, it, it was interesting, too. Buck was apparently asked in an interview um, with the Mets. I think they were, they were, they said, well, what do you know about workload? And And I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something like, well, I know this guy played 150 games. This guy played 155. This guy played, you know, 152. And they all had great years. And his, his point was, I think, that every individual is different. And there are certain guys, I think, that you treat differently. And I, I understand what the numbers say, and the, the numbers are very, very valuable. And I look at those analytic numbers, and I understand what the story tells. But I do think there are outliers to that, um, to where there are times that guys can be pushed, and it's beneficial for them and the team. And, and it seems like Scherzer is one of those guys. And finally, Dan, obviously the signing of Albert Pujols is going to affect somebody. Who stays up? I guess Newt Barr, because he can play center field, will stay up. Does that affect Juan Yepes at the beginning of the season? I I think it probably does, Randy. I I was thinking about this uh, earlier. You know, when you have 28 now on a roster, you know, my gut tells me that you're going to carry 15 pitchers. If you don't, then I think Yepes has got a chance to, to be a part of it. Um, he's had three hits this spring. He's looked okay, but the one thing that you can do is buy yourself some time with the addition of Pujols and Dickerson by saying, okay, you know, we're not going to put all the pressure on Yepes and Gorman to be the the pseudo combo DH. We're going to let them mature a little bit and get the experience that they need. So it may come at their expense, but, you know, these are still very young players, so it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right, and especially because you aren't with the DH, you aren't going to pinch hit nearly as much as you did before. So you have Sosa, Kisner, Pujols, Dickerson, Newt Bar. So that gets you, in addition to your, your normal starting eight, so that gets you up to 13, which would allow you to carry 15 pitchers at the beginning if you so desire. Exactly. And I I think that's the direction that most teams will go to carry 15 pitchers just to be protected 
in the uh, first month. And remember, it, it's over, I think, May 1st. Then you go back to the 26-man roster. But um, it's going to be beneficial, though, for, for teams to carry that extra pitching because we're, we're also seeing outside of Max Scherzer, guys just aren't going very deep right now in spring training, and they don't go very deep in regular season play. So you might as well protect those investments and, and make sure you get the, the innings covered. When's the next Dan McLaughlin Fox or a Fox? Come on, Randy, get up to speed. Bally sports Fox game. The other day. It's okay. Okay. I said Fox the other day. <laughs> it still happens. Old habits are tough to break. <laughs> they are. Um, they, uh, the next game is today. So oh, good. yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, when or if the announcement will, you know, I, I I'm not at the ballpark right now. I'm going to get there a little bit later doing some different things, but, uh, I would assume that uh, that'll be the topic of conversation with myself and uh, Jim Edmonds. All right. Looking forward to it, Danny. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Great to be with you. Thanks. See you. That is Danny Mack on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.